Hey everyone, this is Michael Drain from the Unpopular Culture Podcast. You are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way Podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soarin' flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff, anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rambe. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Greetings, Mo Weekends. This is Danny, and you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast. I am joined here in studio tonight. By my best friend, my best man, best comic book artist I know, Mr. Eli Ivory. Say hello, E. Hey, well, I'm just here doing the best I can. How you doing today, sir? <laughs> doing great, man. How that movie just doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just rolling through a Thursday, waiting to get closer to Christmas so I could have a day off to go to sleep. That's right, man. When everyone hears this, Christmas will be over. Woo! Santa the end Claus. Of another holiday season. Oh, boy. This is going to be New Year's. We ought, we ought to talk about the end of the show, maybe. Talk about what our New Year's... Uh, oh. Uh, what do you call them? Resolution? Resolutions. Resolutions. Moeek illusions. Moeek illusions. <laughs> and who better to talk about your Moeek illusions <laughs> <laughs> than the best travel agent I know, the man I book every trip with, the man I recommend to all my friends, Mr. Lee Lastavica. Say hello, Lee. Hey, man. And uh, just a happy uh, seek out to y'all. Just want to throw that out there before we get started. Now that's beautiful. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I can just see Lee at the zoo with a pair of beads. <laughs> Come in, Milky. Come in, Milky. Oh wow! Um, Break out the bottle. So, guys, yeah, I know you must be thinking it's Groundhog's Day. We're talking about the same thing all over again, but this time we're presenting something a little bit different to you. We were. Criticized justly, unjustly, you be the judge. The episode exists. Go back and listen. Uh, we were criticized a little bit for not speaking out too well for the positives of The Last Jedi. We did our best. We had six people on the show. None of us really knew where that was going to go prior to us setting it up. But we were able to find at least two people, three people, when you include Mr. Grubb's email, who now we'll speak out for the light side of this movie, the good side of this movie. And we're going to sit back and we're going to let them say, we're going to say our bit. We're going to try and go ahead and interject some 
conversation into this, but mainly we're here to let them have their say. Right. And for those of you out there who are thinking to themselves, my God, have y'all not talked about this movie enough? I don't care about this movie. I'm not watching this movie. I'm not invested in Star Wars in any way, shape, or form. Well, okay, I get that. But, I mean, here's the thing. And to paraphrase a great man, a wrestler, Mr. Ric Flair, Mm. when it comes to Star Wars, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, learn to love it (laughs) because it's coming to a Disney theme park near you 2019. (laughs) So, yes, that is why we're spending so much time on this, guys, is that we're going to be getting a lot of Star Wars stuff and and, uh, the direction this franchise is going in. I want to say the third movie is going to coincide with the opening of uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And it shows some photos. I, I, I was reading some stuff online. I had a couple of like pictures that they leaked. Yeah, look good. Look yeah, great. They really did. Some pictures in, inside the Falcon. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, they had like the little X-Wings or like that little array of ships. So anyway, guys, uh, this is going to be our discussion on Star Wars. My apologies if you've heard it all before. But look, if you're a fan and Star Wars is here to stay for a while now, I think you'll really appreciate a different side, a defense, if you will, of The Last Jedi. So enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right, guys, and welcome to the hub. And we are here and we are joined today by uh, two people who have a little something to say about The Last Jedi. And we, I know y'all must be thinking to yourselves, my God, y'all just talked about The Last Jedi. Did well, we? We did. We did talk about The Last Jedi in the last recording. And uh, funny thing. What? Uh, one of our listeners, Eric Grubb, and we love Eric. Eric's a member of our Fantasy League, and uh, he does a great job with the 501st. Yes. Eric felt we were a little harsh on the new Star Wars movie. Okay? So <laughs> Eric kind of called us out a bit on Facebook, which is fine. I mean, like, every opinion is welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast. Yes. So, I mean... When I saw Eric saying these things, I was like, okay, well, cool. Come on the show. Tell us. And uh, Eric, uh, Eric said that was fine. And when Eric said that was fine, I, we also have two great friends of the show, Andy and Amy. You might remember them. They've been on several shows with us in the past. And Andy had told me that he also liked Last Jedi. So I was like, well, this is great. It's like the dark versus the light. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, the fates, huh? Three people who, who love it. Three people who are like, what happened? Uh, so, so y'all had the Kylo Ren show, and this is the Ray show to kind of balance out the Kylo Ren show. I don't know right? if we're quite as whiny <laughs> as, as Kylo Ren. But I mean, didn't y'all get like called the Sith Lords of Star Wars or something like that? We might have been. I don't Possible. know. It got deep. Uh, bottom it, it line, it cut is, really deep. It did. It did cut really like deep a double lightsaber. I thought we were fair <laughs> because about, about eight inches deep. <laughs> okay. Someone's optimistic. Get Mrs. Lasavico on the line. I want to break out the rule. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? What was I saying? So yeah, we we we're, we're not evil. We we did the podcast. And oh yeah, so- but even after like y'all had done the podcast, I think Andy was telling me that. You guys had felt like you wanted more diversity of opinion before all this happened. That is, a, thank you, Amy. That's exactly where I was going with this because mm. we we invited. There's four hosts now. All four of us are Star Wars fans. We figured we're the likelihood that all four of us don't like this movie. Slim to none, right? Yeah, and you don't really talk about the movies beforehand either. I mean, I don't know if, how much people know about like the background of the show, but yeah. even when we've gone to see movies with you guys to review them. 
we don't talk about how much we like them or dislike them until you get on the show because you want the opinions to be fresh. Right. We, yes. we try our best not to talk about our exact opinions on the movie until we right. record. And it's tough. Right. It is tough. And then the last time we recorded, uh, we, we did kind of like a spoiler list uh, review that w- was tough to do. That was very tough. Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know how you review this movie without really, really spoiling delving it. into like story elements. It, that's it, such a tough. big piece. I mean, of, yeah. if you haven't seen Star Wars by now, I don't know what you're doing on the internet. If you yes. don't know what <laughs> happened in the, the movie, internet. like spoilers out the wazoo coming up. So yeah. Yeah, we're gonna spoil the hell out of this thing all over again. So again, yeah. <laughs> if you, and, and by the way, if you stuck with us this long, I'm sure you're either you've seen the movie before and you're interested in what we had to say, or you skipped us now for a second week. Either way, it's Hopefully fine. Hopefully it's not the second part. I, yeah, we hope it's not the second one. But bottom line is, is that, yeah, we thought we had a, a good mix of opinion with the four of us. But just to be sure, we invited the two biggest Star Wars fans that we knew of, the Herchers, Richard and Rochelle, to be on the show. Yeah. And we figured there's no way in hell that these two people did not like this movie. They're Star Wars fans. They're going to find something positive in it. And, and Richard, to his credit, did find something positive to it. But, I mean, he did not like the movie either. Mrs. Uh, Hercher was much more... Uh, <laughs> descriptive. Acerbic. Yes, in her <laughs> description of the movie. So I don't we, think she's Arabic. We didn't see that. One <laughs> of those $10 words, Eli. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. I don't have that much in my pocket. <laughs> I'm so proud of my little accountant hubby right there. Yeah, thank you. Pulling out those big words. Thanks. Now we need to get that's a so dictionary. Sexy. You're getting beat up uh, by the inventor of Scrabble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I die like it. Like, come on. Come. So anyway, we wanted to open it up to a more diverse opinion because we thought we that was what we tried to do. So now we have three people that are avid we like this movie so we're like cool let's have them all on let them put us in our place let them represent the light of this movie (laughs) and unfortunately we didn't know this at the time when we started setting this up but eric has pneumonia ew oh yes him and the whole family have uh pneumonia so we wish them all a speedy recovery yeah please get better but he did take the time to send in an email to go ahead and give us his thoughts on The Last Jedi. So I'm going to go ahead and read this to y'all right now. Just kind of get his uh, opinion in first. This is why he's mad at us. Good jumping off point. Well, I don't know that he's mad at us. Maybe he's disappointed. Maybe he just didn't feel like we gave the movie its due. I, we're going to find out. All right, because okay. that, that Facebook, I read the Facebook post. That sounded like, I, I'm glad you talked to him. I didn't know we were going to get in a fight or get shot with a blaster or what. But I okay. didn't get the impression he was mad. I got more the impression that he was, Upset? Uh, well, that is. Well, well let's, I mean, he said he could only listen to twenty minutes of the show, and he hung up <laughs> well, on us. So thank you. A little mad. To, oh, be, to be fair, the the first twenty minutes of the show, having listened to it pretty freshly today, the first twenty minutes of the show take on a very different tone than the last hour and forty. Okay. So I, I think the the very beginning of it gives the impression that this movie sucks. Okay. You know what that yeah. was though? That yeah. was all of us at the same time coming to the uh, conclusion. Oh shoot! We all did not like this movie, <laughs> right? So there's that immediate now moment of do? bonding, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. But I feel like it was it, it was a lot more in depth and critical at the the latter hour and forty minutes of it. You know, the rest of the podcast. Let's hope. <laughs> all right. So here you we're hope. gonna go. We're gonna go with Eric's opinion first. How right, do go for it? Howdy, gents. Uh, with your last Jedi reviews, I had a hard time getting through the show this time around. I had to stop originally around the 20 to 25 minute mark because I just didn't think I could handle two plus hours of the pylon and bashing that I thought was going to go on. 
Later in the day, I managed to pick it back up and get through the rest of it, and it sort of confirmed my suspicions. I love you guys, but it was seriously a five-on-one pile-on with the one person who had good things to say barely being able to get much of a word in. All right, well, okay, now I'm going to stop right right here now. Now, a five-on-one, I'm assuming the one was Richard. That's what I'm thinking. That, right? that, that would have to be it. Yeah, but... I believe Richard spoke more than most. I like Lee Lasavica barely spoke at all. In fact, I think I gave Lee some some, some <laughs> about you not did. speaking last show, didn't I? You did. <laughs> and Kevin didn't say all that much, no, did he? No, he didn't. He did not. I mean, the two most vocal people I want to say were maybe me, and I don't think I was even all that critical. I was more asking questions. Yeah, you were kind of moderating it, so to speak. So that was yeah, that was something cool. like that. I, so I don't think it was a five-on-one bash, and I don't think Richard was all that like we were shutting him down. I think Richard opened it up by saying he did not like this movie, and immediately we got kind of into the whole like. Am I misremembering this? No, no. I, I remember giving him his time to say. Well, that was one of the few times that we didn't really all talk over each other. Said it was six of us. And I think I it remember was, Lee making the joke. Help us, uh, Mr. Mononymous. Your your only hope. <laughs> so um, now. This is Mononymous shut him down a little bit. Well, we're, we're not getting in the middle of that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> we're going to leave that's that one why I stated yeah, myself. Those are personal affairs. Right. Yes. What I'm saying is, is that if you hear it, I mean, they were working it out. We didn't tell either one of them, hey, don't talk. We're talking. Nothing like that. Everybody got a total fair say. So I don't see how anybody got ganged up on. Honestly, like the, the final product after the editing and stuff is not representative of what goes on in the room. I mean, no. I can tell you that from having like been here and done podcasts and then having listened to them. I mean, I, I really do feel that you guys try to be fair, but you know, we always leave something on the table. So I'm hoping that you left enough on the table this time that we can actually do this and it's not too repetitive. I hope so. I'm going to be honest. Like I didn't, I didn't have time to listen to the show because I was listening to Andy's screaming six month old. Our, our oh, screaming. my screaming six months old? <laughs> well, when he's screaming, Only he's yours. yours. When he's, <laughs> he's screaming, yours, he's yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I love teething. It's just a, it's just a magic of nature. Wow. Growing. That's, yeah, that's, when he's screaming, he's yours. Is there any more on the uh, on the email, Danny? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I'm Thank sorry. You. Okay, I'm just enjoying <laughs> the, uh, the teething story. Yes, 501. Okay. I have no problems with anyone who didn't like the movie, disappointed by the movie, whatever. It's fine, but that pile-on and the way I've seen people who didn't like the movie just go after those of us who did like it has left a, a, a sour taste in my mouth. Like, dislike whatever, but the keyboard warrior mentality of attacking the other side over a stupid movie has been too much for me. It's not one-sided. I've seen some folks go after the folks who disliked it, but from what I've seen in my world, it's been very one-sided on who's attacking who. Now, I don't think we're attacking anybody here because we've invited anybody who disagrees with us to the forum to discuss this. But. Yeah, I, I don't think there was ever really an attacking yeah. tone on it. I have seen a lot of that on the internet. And, yeah. and, and I do agree that in a lot of cases, just reading through comments and things like that, I mean, once I saw the movie, I was like, I'm free to read the internet again. <laughs> and so I, I started looking at comments and things like that. And in all sorts of cases, the, the tone of the people who were like, I hated this movie, was always like, how could anyone like this garbage? And then, you know, you, you had the people who were like, I really like this. And so I can see that from a very general standpoint, but mm -hmm. I don't think y'all show took on the tone of, I don't see how anyone could like this movie. No, in fact, no, I, I want to say I was on the fence. To me, it, it was passably mediocre. And like I said, when I was sat there and I tried to process it, 
the one thing that kind of tipped it to the yeah, this was not good in my opinion mm-hmm. was the milking the sea cow and drinking the cream. yeah. That's if anything, we just pointed out parts and, of the movie that was like what and weirdly enough I, I almost have a defense for that yeah he oh, does okay. please don't defend <laughs> no, I, no, right, no, I'm gonna, you gotta wait for it you gotta wait for it so oh, is, that the, right. is that the end of the email no 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 no, no. we got more okay, okay go okay. on all right i'm gonna try not to interrupt because yeah it's gonna sorry okay ultimately i like the movie it wasn't a great movie just a good one i think we're like you know kind of that's, more closer than what i think uh he thinks yeah that's what i was gonna say Yes, there were some things I didn't like. Space flying Leia. <laughs> yes. You said that? The whole casino planet could have been cut down considerably. Sure. Said that? Why the hell didn't Holdo just tell Poe what her plan was? And I don't know what the point of the mirror scene was. And I have that. a defense for that. Amy's got a defense for oh, the Poe scene. See, look at this. Man, we got... You're missing out, Eric. You would have had some people here to explain some of this to you as they will look to us in a, in a moment. I do have a question. What sort of expectations did you guys have before the movie came out? I feel like for the people I know that were generally disappointed, they all seem to have crazy high expectations like this movie was going to be the next coming of Jesus. How could you not set yourself up for being disappointed with that mindset going in? For myself, I just didn't know what to expect, and while watching it, just went with where it led me. Do we want to get into what we were expecting of this movie right now? Or you want to wait? Uh, till I think I think that could be a good thing to kind I of mean, talk just about. Very, very briefly. Very briefly. Okay. Yeah. What I, I I mean, this is the classic dark middle chapter of a trilogy, yeah, which I mean, we are this so is always familiar be, with. Yeah. And I knew that they had to do something different. And I also knew that Star Wars lately, especially after Rogue One, they've had the courage to kill off a character. So you know, going into it. I'm actually seeing Mark Hamill do all the promotions for this movie, and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to die. Because the <laughs> last thing was all Han Solo, or was all, you know, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford was doing right. the press And tours, I was like, oh, yeah. and he died. Then I was like, oh my God, um, you know, Mark Hamill's, uh, he's going to die, right? You know, in this movie. So. Right. You didn't see Carrie Fisher doing press tours, so she knew, you, you knew she was going to live. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, come on, guys. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. That bad so, joke. I'm and, sorry. And, but, and actually, I, I oh. went into this movie with, you know, it, it was sort of a guarded expectation for me because I like Force Awakens. It, it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it, but there is no getting around the fact, and I, and I saw it in the theaters three times. And. The first time I saw it, I remember having the distinct feeling when they're in Starkiller Base, there's a scene where a bunch of stormtroopers are running down a hall, mm-hmm. and they're like, they may be splitting up, they may be da-da-da-da-da, and that exact scene, the way that it's shot, happens in A New Hope, mm-hmm. and then you see Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of come out of right frame, and then he's just kind of looking at the stormtroopers and kind of sneaks off in the other direction, mm-hmm. well, in Force Awakens, that's Han Solo who does that exact same thing, and yeah. I was like, okay, this is almost too obvious you know (laughs) and it's like i like this movie and i i can't you know deny how much this is really tracking that entire death star portion of the movie Mm -hmm. um you know there's even the part where kylo ren's like han solo Mm -hmm. and i was like han is dead han is dead because that's what happened in a new hope yeah but i mean you had to do that because it's like they were they were re it's almost like they were rebooting the series except for they're not well they were kind of saying that like you know star wars has this power still real real quick real quick let's do this uh we'll get back to the expectations question because you know i'm I'm sure that was more framed for eli and i because they're you know wondering what are we thinking wondering what we were thinking because we're just so excited not like it (laughs) but no but no that that brings me to a good uh thing to kind of get out of the way to to start off this movie with because we said that y'all both came away liking the movie yeah a b c d f what do y'all grade the movie do you want to take that first amy yeah sure Uh, i mean 
I think Rogue One's pretty hard to follow up because I left Rogue One like in tears, ugly crying, like it was bad. <laughs> it was I mean, a great movie. Yeah. It was yeah. a great Rogue movie. One's a solid A. It is a sure. solid A. Easy, a. Yes. So I mean, just comparing it to that, I'd say B plus, A minus, somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I'd say that, that that there's a B plus because on this. it really played with my expectations of what the movie was going to be and how the events were going to turn out because it just felt like every single time they did something you're like okay this is the crazy plan that's going to work out and it it wasn't and, and they they did all of that and i know y'all addressed that with with the swerve conversation but mm-hmm. um in, in terms of playing with the expectations and and trying to redefine what what a hero's journey really is mm-hmm. i thought it did really well there now i can't deny that there's a portion of that movie that drags it down and that's the finn and rose going to the casino planet it, it sort of drags the movie down. You know, that, that slow chase is really tense. Mm-hmm. And that kind of pulls away from it. And I think that the weakness of the movie is when it tries too hard to adhere to the classic Star Wars formula. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to go to a wacky planet where there's this characteristic. Mm-hmm. And every Star Wars movie has that. They always go to a new world. There's always something unique about that world. Mm-hmm. And I think in this case, it actually is hampered by that. Okay, and I think there's a better way they could have handled it. Yeah, but, and uh, I hated Benicio del Toro's character. I couldn't oh, understand wow. a word see, he was now, saying. I liked that. You see, that was one of the things I praised about this movie. I, I liked, I liked his spot in the story mm-hmm. and the role he played, but I yeah, didn't like him. You liked him as oh, like a as like a yeah. as like a true neutral, right? Yeah, I mean, if you if we're talking about D and D here, you know, he's the true neutral. He's just doing whatever's in his best interest. I was making, hoping that he would be like a new Han Solo, a guy who was not in it for the rebellion, not he was there for himself, but he's a good guy deep down at heart. And you know? they play with that expectation and, yeah, that's too. Exactly they what do. They're yeah. doing, Except you know? they just they go the opposite way with it and and, and I think it betrays the entire rebel line. Right. Everybody thinks there's no purpose. And, and, but I do think it does and we can talk about that in okay, more detail we'll, later, we'll get to, but yeah. Okay, so, so real quick, expectations walking in, eh? What were your yeah. expectations? I, I'd say B+ plus real quick for a me. A B+. Plus. Solid B+. Plus. B+ plus, A- minus B+ plus for Amy. Wait, we got to grade it now? No, 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 no. We've already given our grades. No one cares ah, okay. about our opinion. Yeah, anymore. nobody. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, wh- we care about your opinion always. <laughs> oh, oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. Oh, Right, right. I right. honestly had no expectations. I just hoped that it would have been a more original movie than The Force Awakens. So I was just like, all right, surprise me. Mm-hmm. That's the same way I felt when I went to see Moana or Coco. I just was like, let me see the movie. My expectations were, give me an entertaining movie. Let me see uh, Luke pass the torch to Ray. Mm-hmm. Let me see some exposition on some of these mysteries that were laid out within the first one that was given such gravitas only to fall flat in, in my opinion at least fall flat in the second one a lot of things were set up a lot of speculation that was purposely put out there that i kind of wanted to see like there i, I remember staying away from the internet kind of like what you said andy because yeah. mm-hmm. i wanted to avoid spoilers and the true spoiler of this movie is that there is no spoilers there's <laughs> nothing that you could tell somebody about this movie that would run the movie for them luke died Okay, cool. Like, they just killed off Han. Why is that a surprise? I was worried that there was something I could find out. Like, this is who Snoke is. This is where who's Ray's parents. This is what's going to be the game changer that takes this series on a path that none of us really kind of foresaw. Everyone dies. 
Every fucking one dies. Like a lot of people in the rebellion, there's like there's barely basically no a rebellion, rebellion anymore. anymore. <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. it's bad for them. I mean, okay, Snoke dies. No, they. they but that, that would have been that would have been a big, a big spoiler for me that Snoke dies. No, that, that jacket no. got ruined. That's the spoiler right there. That's, that was a nice jacket. Snoke nice dying jacket. wouldn't have been that shocking. Snoke dying without any real exposition as to who he was or how. I mean, that's really what I wanted to know going into this. Again, I'm a big fan of the original three movies. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. ended so greatly. The, the evil was vanquished. The rebellion restored peace to the galaxy. How the hell did it all go wrong? <laughs> what happened between episode... I can't even number them at this well, point. Uh, in time six and six. seven, yeah. But, but isn't that seven. what they were telling you in this in this story? What went wrong? What went wrong is Luke got a little bit. I, I don't know. Did he get a little bit arrogant? Well, I mean, the, I it, you know, did he get if fearful? we if we want to jump down this rabbit hole now, well, we, let's well, not, yeah, we yeah, might yeah, wait yeah. to do that. Yeah. We'll hold off. We'll hold well, off. Right. One really quick thing was the other thing was I wanted to like these characters. Like I was gonna give him like a fresh slate. Yes. I was like, man, they got to do something this time. And I think at the end of the day, I think I came away from most of them. I mean, especially Luke Skywalker, I came away appreciating that character a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely think that... Um, he had a journey. Ray and Kylo Ren are both very interesting characters. Very well acted. I don't know if y'all got to address that in the yeah, he did. podcast. Oh, yeah. You said I, it back I said to it was, his... Yeah, I, I best thought... portrayal of Luke Skywalker in on screen the only problem that i have with the acting and i and i said it and god forgive me but the only problem i had with the acting oh, yeah. was carrie fisher i felt was wooden yeah I, and everybody agree with that and, and, uh-huh. and i think you know a small defense of it I, I think her station in these movies is to be kind of the stoic leader so i i it didn't bother me nearly as much because i was like that's kind of the role she's playing fine but and that flying through space bit did not help her. No, <laughs> it really yeah, did. It, it is a weird, jarring part of the movie. I guess I, they wanted yeah. to make it like so obvious that the force is moving her through space. Well, and that's that the thing. it went in the opposite direction. That took me out of the movie. And Richard explained it as well. He's like, "Why does everyone have a problem with that? Because it's not, it, it's not uncommon that you would use the force to pull things towards you, or pull I, you towards things." And he's absolutely right. It's not that we don't understand it. It's just that the enactment of it looked. Hokey. It was too much. I, I think. I that, I think normally, I think the force is more subtle than that. I think yes. the the point of it is to show that yeah, Leia's chosen to be a general and the leader of this ragtag group of of resistance fighters, mm-hmm. but her knowledge of the force who knows what she's been doing these 30 years that is restricted to eu novels and comics and all these other things who knows how powerful she's grown and Mm -hmm. it shows that you know she's a pretty capable force user too she's not like a husband died yeah and that's it i think there's a better way that could have executed it appreciate them showing you know the the original star wars warrior princess using her powers Mm mm-hmm but I do think that there's probably a way it could have been better. Maybe yeah. when the bridge blows up, she kind of tries to shield everybody from dying. That's Subtle a better. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And, and she just passes out because it's too much. You know, the well, concussion from those missiles she, just. And one of the things she know. never uses it again, though. She never uses her powers again in the movie. And that's what I wanted to say with the whole swerve thing is that I, I think that part of the reason I didn't go the route that you just suggested, Andy, was because. Again, they wanted to swerve you. They wanted you to think Leia died. They had to make it. If the bridge would have blown up and she would have enacted a force bubble 
around everyone to save them, then that would have given away right away that, oh my God, Leia's now using the Force. No, no, no. They wanted to trick you. That was the idea. They wanted to be more clever than the audience. And I think it's a dirty trick to pull. And this is why I had a problem with it. It's a dirty trick to pull with somebody who's already deceased. The jump scare. To tease right. their, their death. But now we're getting into the point where we, we're not responding to what he's asking us. Now he's going to give his take on what made the movie good. This is what made mm-hmm. him upset? No. Well, no, no, no. Not what made him upset. This is what made him think the movie was good. And this is where we can all just shut up now and just... Taking his opinion. Okay, yes, sir. All right. To me, what ultimately made this movie was a couple things. First, basically, everyone fails throughout this. Snoke fails by underestimating Kylo. Finn and Rose fail in their mission. Poe wins the fight, but ultimately fails by costing the Resistance most of its air support. Holdo fails by not making her plans known to her officers. Luke fails because his pride and arrogance has led him to try to ignore Rey. Ray fails by pulling the classic Luke, I have to say, go save my friends thing. The resistance fails on Crate because those speeders were useless against those walkers, and the galaxy fails by not coming to the aid of the resistance. Kylo might be the only one who doesn't fail since he is at the end the new supreme leader, which is what makes this such a great message. I would, I would disagree with that real fast. Oh, my God. And he I, missed I the agree. biggest failure of all. I just want to hear this out. I, 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 I agree with everything he's saying, <laughs> but I don't agree with that, that Kylo is the only one who didn't fail. Okay. okay. Because I do think that failure forms a really consistent theme throughout this story. Now, hold up real quick. Eric, yeah. let me point out, this is somebody who likes the movie that is disagreeing with your point here. Go ahead. I, I'm, it's so, a technicality. I, I'm supporting. I, I support everything he says on there. Uh-huh. But I'd say that Kylo is a tremendous failure in this because ultimately his whole thing is, you know, what's his line in the movie? He's like, get rid of the past, kill yeah, it if kill you the have past. to. Right. Yeah. And, and what does he spend all of the Force Awakens trying to do? This movie trying to do? He's trying to kill Ben Solo, and he can't. Because every time he tries to knock out one part of his past, Ben Solo just keeps creeping back up. And it prevents him from being rational, from making good decisions, you mm-hmm. know? He slips back into, the, into that scared child every time somebody from his past pops up. How does he react when he sees Luke Skywalker for the first time in, I don't know, 10, 20 years? He has a tantrum. He, I mean, he, understandably. He's like, shoot but- that man right now. You yes. know, it, it's, it, he immediately reverts to this scared child. He can't get rid of who he is. But I was, well, no, hold on. No, okay, let me, let me agree with Eric a little bit here because I, I kind of look at it from the standpoint, yeah, you're right because at, at the beginning there, he couldn't kill his mom. Mm-hmm. Then when Snoke prompts him to, he can't kill Rey. He sees Luke and he's like, that's it. I'm done. Kill that dude right there. Oh, you can't kill him? I'm going down there. I'm going to take him out myself. I kind of took it to mean that that was the transition that Ben Solo now was dead. No, now, I mean, because Ben Solo was the one who was offended by that action. Kylo yeah. Ren wasn't as big a pro- as prominent a role in his life when, you know, Luke Skywalker tried to, you know, or for a moment at least tried to off him. So... I would say that he was more Ben Solo in that moment. He was more that scared child whose teacher has betrayed him than mm-hmm. any other time in the movie. Yeah, the, the, the one person that he probably trusted, because I, I, I haven't read a lot of the EU stuff, but from, you know, reading, reading like Wikipedia <laughs> and, and all that, you know, it, you get the impression that he was kind of a neglected kid uh-huh. because, you know, Leia's a senator in the New Republic, Han's doing Han stuff. 
it, he had one person he trusted and that person tried to kill him for just just one moment kind of failed in his duty as a mentor but why would and, and I, I think kylo ren is is sort of that that darth vader that feelingless guy who who's this murderous evil dude and More once luke skywalker once luke skywalker showed up he was scared kid again he was like get rid of him get rid of him you know that that's kind of where i disagree with that and but why and would you oh, i'm sorry go ahead amy i would just say the one thing that i would add to the list you know the the biggest failure of all that i saw in this series was the failure of the jedi to truly understand both sides of the force i mean they and they hit you over the head with that yeah big time i mean when when yoda's like okay you're not going to set the books on fire you're not going to set the first jedi temple on on fire i i will I'll you know, that. Yeah. You know yeah. page turners, they were not. I mean, he basically was like, we got it wrong. But you don't find that to be kind of p-ing on everything that came before that. that no, this whole no, idea. no. I think it's brave. Whole, well, well, I'm not saying that it's not a brave, bold, new direction to take the franchise in. But y'all don't think there's a sense of history, good side, bad side, dark side, light side. It, it's all shades of gray no no because this is the way that the series has been going since 2008 if you watch the entirety of the clone wars mm-hmm. y- you start to see how flawed the jedi order is and this isn't even disney involved in this this is lucas before the sale to disney mm-hmm. so i mean even before we get to the to the disney-fied star wars they're starting to kind of shift towards the the, the shades of gray within the force that what the, this dichotomy of light side and dark side and the idea of balance what really is balance right does balance mean that good wins does balance mean that you know everybody's dead except for two people right? i mean <laughs> what does it mean i mean we, and the question is still i don't think it's been resolved do you no not really i mean you know th- this one addressed, i mean they're setting us yeah. up for something wonderful in the next movie if they can pull it off of the f- what the f- is balance. How they gonna pull it off? Everybody failing. But that's well, everybody's thing. dead on the rebellion. So I don't know. But the, the third know. chapter in the trilogy is not the dark middle chapter. It is this not is, the dark middle chapter. I mean, uh, it's that it's that what hopeful resolution. Yeah. I mean, unless you're that you're you're episode three, which no, but, we're but, not talking about that. You're not I, I would say that, I can't go there. I, I would that's say that, that too much. It's it, too go, much. Going so far back to so the, much the, wrong with that to the Clone Wars. You see, um, I can't it, defend that one. If I can go into a little bit of detail on the Clone Wars, if that's Only not too much of a of an aside, wasn't that a fucking absolute? Yeah. We, he's got a, a lot of email left. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. He's got one more. Let, let me go ahead and let him have his. We just keep going on diversion. Yeah, we do because I mean, there's a lot to discuss here. Right, but I want to have. Live, Eric. Should have been live. Eric's email to basically dictate where we go with the discussion yeah. until we're finished. I mean, address his points, but when we once we start taking on side points, right. stop right there and get back to the email, and then we got all the time in the world. Well, all the time that you want, Andy, because yeah. uh, you got to get up tomorrow. All right, so getting back to his email, let, let, let's take it back from uh, Kylo might be the only one who doesn't fail since he is at the end the new supreme leader. Which is what makes this such a great message. We all fail at times. If we don't learn from those failures and grow from them, then we'll never go anywhere. And by the end of the movie, you see that Poe, Finn, Luke, and Ray have all learned a lesson. They needed to in order to come out on top in the long run. They might have lost the battle, but the war isn't lost yet. Second, Ray's parents. If Kylo is telling the truth, which I don't know he, if he is or not, Ray being the hero proves that anyone can be the hero. It doesn't matter where you come from. You are. It doesn't matter where you come from, 
who you are, what brought you to that point, none of it matters. What ultimately matters is what you chose to do. To me, with the prequels and the couple decades worth of comics and books and with all that, it seemed to have gotten lost along the way. As a kid, I clearly remember thinking that I could be a Jedi, that I could use the Force, that I could be the hero. So did many of my friends. We didn't have to be Skywalkers or Solos or Kenobis. We could just be us, and that's a powerful message. I feel on some levels that none of us will really know how this fits in with things until we get to Episode 9. Once we see where things end up and how it's brought to a close. I doubt what I think will change people's minds, but I honestly do not think it's deserved the bashing it's taken. Anyway, take care, guys. I'll still be listening to you, even if I had a hard time with that last one. Grub. Well, hopefully you're not having a hard time with this one, Eric. We do <laughs> want to go ahead and give you your say in this. And I don't disagree with uh, too much of what he's written there at all. The only thing I think I would say is, uh, you know, going back to the whole raised parents thing. Yeah, I, I don't know that it matters where it comes from. I think where it matters is when you've left people for two years with this lingering mystery of, uh, because it was so built up in the first one, right. that Ray came from something and everyone was kind of waiting for that payoff. And I think everyone would have found, if we were to start off the first movie with Ray saying, my parents were junkers who died on Jakku, I don't think anyone would have had a problem with the direction that this movie took. And you could have cut out that whole scene with Kylo Ren because basically her parents were superfluous. So I don't necessarily think that that needed to be brought up in order for us to go ahead and see that it doesn't matter where you can. It's clearly Anakin Skywalker. I mean, he came from nothing. He did not have... Or, or if she seemed to be torn about it, that there was some conflict in her life or some, um, uh, something unresolved that, that she always knew was there or something like that. But I don't even get that feeling that, you know, it was just like, yeah, okay, I guess. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the feeling that this was a major... Um, conflict in her life or that she had you know that it was as big a deal to her as it was to us mm -hmm. if that makes sense well it, it was a big deal to her so, in the first movie you know, it, the, just the way it was explained the way it was explained and the the non-climacticness of it even when he tells her that if she would have just gone into some kind of a rage and like that's how he used it against her to to bring her over to more of the dark side of, you know what I'm saying like if he could somehow like if Kylo had somehow affected her and affected her self-confidence or something like that with that information, but that doesn't even happen. Well, yeah, I agree with you. But I mean, again, I, I believe that Ray cared a lot about it in the first one. And then when you see Kylo Ren tell her in the second one, Kylo Ren didn't get the information from Snoke. He didn't have scouts that went out and found their graves or anything like that. He searched her feelings and he said, I'm looking right in you right now. You already know it. You already know the answer to this. Your parents are dead. They're buried on Jakku. And she's agreeing with them. Now, again, the, the question, the, the argument can be made, I suppose, that you know, maybe she, he was manipulating her in some kind of a way or whatever. And, and that's quite possible. Well, and that was, oh. the, that was the thought back in 1980 when right. Darth Vader said, I'm your father. Mm -hmm. um, people were like, uh, he can't possibly be Luke Skywalker's father. Right. And right. so that kind of adds to that air but i think the that the way it happened and, and it being so anticlimactic in, in a way is why it's so punchy mm -hmm. because luke spends a lot of time on you know what was the planet called like octo or something like that too so he spends a bunch of time talking about the legacy of luke skywalker mm -hmm. and i think what makes this interesting is that Ray has no legacy to live up to. 
And that almost makes her the, the perfect character to kind of take up this mantle because she's just Rey. She mm-hmm. doesn't have to live up to, oh, she's the secret child of Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter who, you know, secretly was on Alderaan and you right. know, all this other stuff. It, I think thematically it makes her more of an interesting character because it's not... You know, she doesn't have to live up to the what, what were the theories? She was a secret Palpatine, or yeah. she was related to Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. It's like th- this is Ezra so much Bridger's better. Kid, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's better in a way because it's like she's her own person. Yeah, which and, and you really she can never forge seen her before. own destiny. She doesn't have to live up to the destiny of somebody who put something before. She's not a chosen one. Absolutely, but she, yeah, she's but that would make she's, for like an actual interesting part of that character. No, she can't, if she can't live up to it, or or however. She but I think that's been done. I think that's been done though, because think- Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one. Luke yeah. Skywalker was the son of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You have someone who has a clean slate. She's such an interesting character, and that's such an interesting viewpoint for me. And the fact that she deep down knew it—that's like twenty minutes that I would have liked back. All like cavern stuff. If she already knew it, why was she in the cavern? Because she was in denial. Yeah, I mean that's wrong. She, I just don't she trust she this girl that, now. She's that classic kid that. And I mean, I don't know that it's classic, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. through, through my job, I did see a lot of these of these children who, unfortunately, for better or for worse, I mean, depends on the person, um, their parents really didn't give two shits about them. Okay. You know, and so in their mind, they have to be special in some way to make up for that. And so you start, you start thinking about, you know, she's deluding herself into saying, well, they didn't abandon me. They left me here for some top secret reason. Mm-hmm. So they didn't leave me. So I am special. I'm not not special. I'm not some junker's daughter. I'm, I'm special. I'm special. And all the while, do they really know? I mean, that, that, that goes deep into psychology of like who she is and how she responds to that. I mean, she's a good, she's a counterpoint to Kylo Ren, who's got all this potential behind him. He's got not only Han Solo's parentage, but he also has those Skywalker genes. And you're like, he's going to be great. Well, and, he and, the and then and the he genes crumbles. Be, yeah. Right. You know, and then you've got this literal nobody who has to finally accept because she's called out on it, that she's literally a nobody that her parents didn't even want and didn't have any potential to be anything other than a kid who goes and digs junk out of wrecked, you know, star destroyers, star destroyers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and yeah. she and she's got the opportunity to make something of it. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I would say in defense of all the people who are taking issue with this parentage thing. Again, I don't think anyone has a problem with the fact that Ray came out of nowhere. I, I think it's almost arguing a point that nobody is making. I think whatever the point that everyone's making is that, God damn it, this is evidence of lazy writing. Y'all just communicated to us. That y'all don't have a complete vision for the story. That was my issue with it. Y'all just tip your that? hat to us. Or yes. was it them screwing with your expectations again? No, it's, no. it's just it's just basic. Because I, she, she doesn't have to be anybody, right? But you cannot just come out of nowhere, build a junk, come out of nowhere, and then like make rocks levitate. Without any sort of, yes, but, but why can't that, you? But, but why can't you? This is mine. This is mine, and you know this is mine because I called <laughs> this in the first movie on our way out the th- or not the first. I called this the in seventh. episode seven. <laughs> All right, on the way out of the theater, 
Andy's dad and Andy were talking about it because they're really the big Star Wars buffs in the family about like, you know, why oh, how, how Ray has such good control over the force. And, you know, I'm sitting in the back seat of this big ass van <laughs> with all Andy's <laughs> sisters, you know, gathered around me with his mom saying, well, he's not truly evil because Kylo didn't kill his mother. If he killed his mother, he'd be truly evil. But it was just his dad. Wow. Okay? Wow. Literal, literal. That happened. Okay. He just had a trigger man do it. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you but know, if you would have killed your dad, Andy, you wouldn't have been so bad. You're not too bad. <laughs> you, you, you think I? It you was not. a bit ludicrous. She said that. Wow. She said that. Okay, so I'm, I'm surrounded by this, and I'm like, you guys really don't get it. I mean, it's not that Ray is doing this. This is the force that awakened. It's not Ray awakening the force in her. It's the force awakening in Ray. Hmm? which is supported in this movie because Snoke even says to Kylo Ren, as you grew stronger, the force, the light, had to have something to balance you out. Right. And then that appeared in Rey. It is not Rey that is doing this. In the most religious sense that you can get, taking the force back, Mm-hmm. You know, to, you know, episode four, five, and six days. Yeah, where Yoda's, it is the, yeah. It is the force that is doing this. It is moving through Ray as the conduit. It is almost the conscious will of that entity that combines everything together, that is decided that it is going to choose this person and it is going to make her, allow her, move through her to do these fantastic deeds. It mm-hmm. is not Ray. It is the force. Yeah, but not. Uh, but according to this movie, all that's crap. No, that's what the movie no, says. No, that's though. what the movie says. I, I, I think that Luke gave. I, I don't think he took away from any of the force. He, he said no, nothing about midi chlorians. Yeah, he said nothing well, about yeah, midi chlorians. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Well, that would have negated the existence of Ray then, because according <laughs> right. to. But doesn't that all feed <laughs> right. into the idea that the Jedi had it wrong? That no. the Jedi's that um that their dogma needed work. No. That. Yoda sets it on fire because he's like, yeah, that, those books, they got something in them, but, you no, know, yeah, we can do better. But it would have been disagree. nice. It would have been nice if they would have shown the the dogma or, or shown the teaching. Like, if you would have seen this movie. And then you get Leia th- flying through space. Or, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, if, there if, is something to be said for subtlety, in my, in my opinion. My thing was always like, well, hey, Luke's the guy. He's teaching, but he's not teaching. How is this girl just doing this stuff? I mean, even if it's just a force and it's in her, there has to be some sort of explanation, maybe a Kylo little, got strong well, in the dark and she became strong in the you light. No, but I'm just saying like the teaching or what uh, her place would be. Like none of that Luke gets explored. Luke never had that. Luke never had this long introduction to the force, you know, like the yeah, like the did. Jedi of, of old, yeah, you know? He did. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's on it. Amy's right. Amy is right. Ooh, Luke movies? had... Oh, Luke, Luke had 10 yeah, minutes with Obi-Wan. Say it again, Say it again. I just don't hear Yoda. it a lot. You don't hear it enough? He had I don't hear brief that enough. moments of teaching. Very brief moments of teaching. Okay. Obi-Wan on the Falcon, mm-hmm. briefly. When Yoda rode his back. And Yoda on his back, where he left. And he had to exit. And he like, left. Hey, training's not complete. Where are you going, Luke? Oh, I'm sorry. I need to save my friends. He goes. He gets his hand chopped off. He comes back. What does Yoda say? Eh, Nothing more I have to teach it. you. Yeah, you, there's, none, there's none left. It's you, done. You got it. You, you know, just learn as you go. It's like driving. But you, people you, talk. You know, but at least, but like at least you get behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. You just you get steer. Off, that's you lose it. your hand. Now, you know, you get over it. Luke's kind of self-taught. Now, where Eli's right, now I gave Amy right on that, but Thank where you. Eli is right is that, okay, but even Luke, with that minimum training, got his ass whooped by Darth Vader. 
Right. Freaking Ray took on Temperatorian guards. Second time of her life in combat with a lightsaber and helped take out Temperatorian guards who've been trained their entire life to protect Snoke. That is a little she unbelievable. She did, but she lived on Jakku, which is full of thugs. So she had to learn to protect herself. And that's how she's different than Luke. Yeah, no. You know? try really hard. I'm not that. trying, counselor. I'm not trying. That's just what it is. No, I, I'd say she was, like she was much more skilled in close close yeah. quarters combat than Luke ever was. Like, I might can say I could beat up some guy in the corner, but if I had to fight an MMA dude, I don't think I would stand a chance. Yeah, she was scrappy. Who has the force, though? But facing somebody <laughs> who's been trained... No, that's the But little. I think that she was letting the force move through her a little bit there. But too. how? She had no training. I can you don't need, she don't, need the training. Training. You don't need a whole bunch of training. A I, I agree. Move the rocks. Move the bigger rocks. Like, all right, all right. They're the same. Okay. Okay, that's what the point that Yoda was making. It's like size matters not. Can I, I mean, can I just yeah. jump to one Some quick lip thing? service to that would have been helpful, though. Yes. Can I just jump to, uh, again? I my, do agree with that. Now, Eric talks about Finn... Failing, who I still think has one of the better backstories out of the three, that's just not going to be used, period, in the story. But you can't fail on missions where they're like, hey, the bad guys are going to blow us up if you don't succeed in this. Apparently you can. Yeah, yeah. this movie said that the exactly. good guys can fuck up bad. That didn't say a good message to me. Like, if I go on my job and I'm like, look, at least I tried. They'd be like, well, try your way out the door. All of the heroes can't fail all the time. No, I'm, but see, that's I, I they agree. Can. They can. No. You pay fifteen dollars. No. You but pay to see the, the heroes succeed. It's, it's not fail. about. It's not about the result in this case for this movie. It, it's it's all about Finn's worldview. And this served to completely destroy the way that he looked at things. Good guys, bad guys. You know, the one good thing Benicio Del Toro said in this movie, because, uh, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like Benicio. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, uh, the one good thing he says, he's like, good guys, bad guys, is all part of the machine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you kill that, them, that's, they kill you. Yeah. That, that's something that, you know, they don't say in Star Wars movies. And Finn got a big bad taste of that when they had this guy that he could trust. And he's like, hey, you know what? You know what, Rose? Here's your little medallion back that your sister gave you. I'm a really good guy. You know, he, he does all these, you know, things that would lead you to believe he's a good guy. And then he just pulls the carpet out from under him and says, got a better offer. Sorry, that's business. Well, you know, if you think about it from a results perspective with all these failures, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed because failure is not fun for anybody. But that's kind of the point is you see where these characters were before and then where they are later. You know, we talk about Poe as a leader at the end of this movie, whereas you could not say that about him at the beginning. He's leading uh, how many red X's were on Leia's dashboard at the end of that dreadnought fight. Yeah, you know, right. more than half of them are dead and it's all because of Poe. Yes, right. And, and arguably you could say all those transports got blown up because it, it's a little bit of six degrees of separation here, but he sent Rose and Finn to go find the code breaker and kind of push them out the door and help them out. So indirectly, he's responsible for all those transports getting blown up too. And, and so as a leader, he failed miserably. Absolutely, but I would argue that, you know, and I think we all agree on this, that Holdo is really, without Holdo, none of this happened. Without the need to oh, I agree. That's a mission weakness. secret for no reason that that does. But let me... It, it's but the old, I, have, it, I have a good explanation no, for why, okay, okay, let's why do Holdo does the things that she does. Okay. Okay, sometimes it is not for us to question. 
sometimes we have to go on faith. And I think that was something that, that Yoda in the room. <laughs> and I think that Can that you say was that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> on faith, you must go. I think that that was something that Poe had to learn that he was not Mr. Big Bad Shot. That sometimes he's got to trust know, his leaders. He's got to right. trust in other people that he right. just can't go off and be rogue and save the day save the day right. like sometimes it's subtlety and that she was trying to teach him that and that was a lesson that he failed on i'm gonna do you one better amy i got a better explanation for why she didn't do it somehow the first order is tracking them through hyperspace no one knows how they suspect that there's somebody on the ship that is communicating to the first order so why would she tell anybody else her plan however that all falls to if you don't say it afterwards, when you're like, well, why didn't you tell me? Well, because someone's tracking us through space. I really think that that was the opportunity for him, for Poe, to learn his place. And he pay, and it pays dividends because later when they're in the um, in the battle on what's that planet? The uh, crate. When they're at the battle on Yeah, he's the one who's calling the retreat because he's, he's like, we're not going to win this. He's the one who's calling the t- retreat. You know, he's, he's the one who's saying, you know, maybe this is not what it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that lesson, hard earned, I think it pays dividends. I mean, I th- a lot of people died before you got to that point, too. Oh, a, so. a ton of people died before that point as well. Right. So yeah. a, a ton of people died when he led that, you know, like that attack, like all them red X's. That's, but now that's a part of common. Like when he did that, I didn't really think about the, you're right as far as having to learn the lesson to begin it, but I just thought he just looked at it and was like, yeah, we don't have nothing but these just junky ships. These people got like Adat walkers that have like snow boots on them and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to win that. Let's get the hell out of it because they had. Well, don't forget nothing. they were in a cave with no exit until there was one. Oh yes, of course. And hologram Luke just <laughs> showed up. Things are not yeah. how they seem. And actually, Andy called hologram Luke. Like he looked at me, he was like, he doesn't look like he. Yeah, looks. where'd all the gray in his beard? Where'd go? all the gray go? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, just for men, dude. he's <laughs> not really there. I thought yeah. in my same. Instinct, I was like, that's was that's, like, that's not Luke. As soon as he got <laughs> shot and he walked away and did the yeah, Jay Z well. thing, credit Mrs. Hercher. Uh, yeah, you knew right then and there, I think, that Luke, at least I did, Luke was a hologram. But having said that, without Luke walking into the cave, I believe, and I may be misremembering it, I thought somebody said, well, how did he get in here? Yeah. There's no back exit. How did Luke get in here? Yes. So that was what made him look for the exit. Now the right. little crystal wolves, then they start following them. But without Luke walking in, they're like, well, how did he get in here? Well, he's a Hologram. Yeah. <laughs> like, so if well, they uh, didn't know that. They didn't exactly, know that. Exactly. Yeah. bad explanation. See, that's the thing. It's 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 just tied up all kind but of. But let's weird. go back. To, all right. So I want to really address real and, quick. Okay. Like, can I just say one thing sure, that sure, sure. I loved about this movie was Luke's death scene. Because again, they really like were heavy-handed in this movie, and they kind of hit you on the head with it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, bit. they they kind of spell out the failure yeah. theme, like like you know, seriously. I didn't need it quite that, but anyway, he's like. Okay, that's so, where I was going with but it. But they go had ahead, this Amy. one, this the scene of his death, like that stays with me. When Yoda's like, always, you know, you always look towards the horizon, mm-hmm. and there he is, and he's dying, and it sort of opens at the close to get a little Harry Potter on y'all. Um, <laughs> he's looking towards the horizon, like he was on Tatooine when he decided that he was going to leave and he was going to go on this journey with Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and sort of it ends like it begins and he's looking towards the horizon when he dies and and you know you almost see that that resolve of you know my task is complete that that relief come over him it was a beautiful it death it was beautiful it was a beautiful death for anyone that waited 
two years for Luke Skywalker to come back, only to see him not have a lightsaber fight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he did uh, not. It, it depends on what you what you wanted to see out of him. It, well, Luke, it was yeah. poetic. It was beautiful. But yeah, I, it, I, I think Luke's a more effective character as not the badass until the very end when he, he's not really there and he's projecting himself across the galaxy, which. What what Jedi's done that? Dude, right. sixty six awesome year power. old. Like, what do y'all expect? He's sixty six. Yeah, Obi-Wan did it. Sixty six ain't that damn old. Ain't that old in space? Like, he's no, a little too not old in, to not be in doing Jedi like years. badass, you know, Jedi. No, I- it's it's Yoda's more effective. I think it's Yoda's more. Yoda's 176 yeah. years old. 176 years old. Yeah, yeah he ain't human, y'all. How <laughs> mad he all? He showed it to everybody. I, I, I like Luke more as the the tortured soul who can't be convinced to do anything who makes this this one last act to save his friends I mean, which is what Luke always wanted to do but it didn't yeah. have to yeah. be a last act yes and if it did have to be a last act he could have bothered to show up exactly do you think he could have gotten there that quick yes yeah in that X-wing hyperspeed he, he had yes. that green milk. how fast do you think hyperspeed is Pretty hyper. <laughs> Why not? Faster than ludicrous speed. Yeah. They chopped up everything else in that story. He could just get oh, there. Oh, come on. Like, there's no way to kind of figure out what timing was going on between Ray. Ray got there pretty fast. I mean, I, I, I know. I wouldn't have had any problem if Luke was showing no. up. But let's get back to this thing of failure. Okay. Cause, uh, in, I need in, to just add this one thing. Sure. Andy. One of these days I'll make this I point. totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree with everything Andy said. I totally agree with everything... Uh, Amy said, one of the best scenes uh, in the movie with the way the poetic, and it calls back to the originals, all that stuff. But that should have happened at the end of the next movie. Uh, to me, it's like, I only got enough Luke to want more. Hmm. He should have put it. You know, done what he had to do. He, he had to come down as a uh, hologram or whatever to help them get out. But he should have still lived into the second movie to do the you know, the the more training, whatever it is he needed to do, and then he dies at the end, and that's the perfect way to end the third movie. Uh, the the only quick counterpoint I'd have with this is that it's not Luke's story. And so Luke is really Well, that's probably true. That's that's probably why I didn't like it as much as maybe some people that aren't <laughs> right. my it's, old it's, ass do. It's <laughs> it, it, you know, th- this is the way for the next movie to be about the new characters. Now, granted, you know, it was supposed to have Carrie Fisher right. as a very central figure mm-hmm. in all this, but obviously th- that's not going to happen. So you said like the past movie, they haven't been central, though? I mean, this movie, the one right before it, I mean, those characters being new, they were pretty centralized. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying that in terms of, like, Luke living on to the next one, what, what's he logically going to do in the next one that he couldn't he accomplish in this one? We you know, I, I think it's perfectly fine for Rey to be the only good Jedi left in the, in the universe. I don't have a problem with him dying in this movie, yeah. but I do have a problem with him dying in the manner that they portrayed it in the sense that all along, like... Ray went over there like, please train me, help me, help. And Luke was like, all this is BS. The Jedi is BS. The, the war is BS. Whatever's going on, I don't really care about. Only for him to have Yoda show up and say, dude, you're being kind of a <laughs> <laughs> Which is what happens to Luke throughout most of it's, it's the first really, two movies. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's almost a slap in the face. of the, and look, Mark, it, Don't take it from me. Mark Hamill came out and said, 
this is not Luke Skywalker. This is not my. This is not the guy. You might as well call him Jake Skywalker. Was his exact <laughs> quote. He's like, it was almost like portraying a completely different character. This is not where I would have taken him. This is not the guy I knew. But this is the direction they're going with. So even the man portraying this guy is saying to you, yeah, this is not. I mean, this guy is all this stuff about Luke needing to learn failure. And I pointed this out in the last show. Luke learned failure. Luke went in the cave. He chopped off the head. He understood the idea of fear. Yeah, it, it's it, he goes in the cave and he he attacks the the Darth Vader thing that attacks him. But the whole point was he wasn't supposed to, because you know Yoda even tells him, "Don't bring your weapon. You don't need it." Exactly. And his whole thing is, you know, you failed when you went in there. You know, he he tells him, "Remember your failure." And 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 that's the thing though is that. At the end of the day, there, there is that failure thing, but I would argue that Luke's failure happened well before this movie and, and his whole thing with Kylo. I mean, it was a big, bad one, but, but he's the only one who actually redeems himself within this two and a half hours. But there, again, a lot of people would then argue oh, that does. makes no sense Never saw that it. Luke would try and strike down his nephew, the only but. son of Han and Leia, in his sleep. Because he sensed some bad in him when this is a guy who turned Darth Vader. Remember For the, a moment. Remember the legacy conversation, though. Because Luke, the whole subtext of that monologue he gives is that he ceased to be anything but Luke Skywalker, the legend. And he felt he had something to live up to. He was the protector of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And anything short of getting rid of the slightest evil is a failure to that legacy and that legend. And so that pressure caused him to lose himself at a key moment, at a crucial moment in his life, because he sensed that something screwed up was going on with this kid and there was no way to fix him. Mm -hmm. And he lost what made him Luke Skywalker in the first place. And that was loyalty, you know, uh, trying to save people from that darkness, like his father. Mm -hmm. And it's just that crushing weight (laughs) of that, that legend that he couldn't live up to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of where I'd say that is. But don't you think that's a huge leap to make between, uh, I kind of feel the pressure of being uh, the perfectionist to murdering people in their sleep. Oh, no. what a slippery slope. But we never <laughs> get to see how he gets to that slope. We never that, see how he gets I mean, to the that Jedi. slope. Well, we did skip like 30 years, so yeah, I mean, we stuff had to happen. We, we couldn't show all that. Well, you <laughs> kinda, that's called flashback. It's that's kind a, of a weak a flashback. way of justifying Luke's action to get to the point where all of a sudden Luke has become... I mean, that's what my problem, I think a lot of people's problem with these movies are, is that they... And, and again, people point out that these are not the old characters' stories, but... The way that they character assassinate. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> That's a the, good way to put it. The Han and Luke in such a way you're like, these are people who have learned these lessons. They're not this stupid. The way they turn them into these people for the benefit of uh, helping them make these new characters. I think that's where a lot of people have a problem. Counterpoint. They're not passing the torch. Yeah. It's more like they're making them fall on the sword for them. Go ahead. Counterpoint. Do we ever stop learning? No, of course not. We do not. And I think that's what this movie is trying to say. Now, I think... Um, to, to expect to, Luke to, to remain this, perfect. Yeah. To, to learn the same lesson to, over and over again? Okay. To this point. Possible, but... That's insanity. Know, one, of, one of my... Um, one, one of the scenes I actually didn't like in the movie, and, you know, 
then Andy was like, Andy told me something and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a better way to look at it. Cause it was like my second, I, I really hated this scene was Luke and um, the milk. I mean, yeah, but then awful. Andy, Andy brought up how like it was this awkward scene. It made you almost uncomfortable. And then he brought up something. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I think, I think he should definitely share oh, this. Please. Yeah, you were going to say yes. Yeah, Just well, then the it, milking it, of the green PGI titty. You know, it, 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 it keeps going back to the legend thing. Um, Ray is seeing someone who she's heard killed Darth Vader and the Emperor, blew up one of the Death Stars. Basically, mm-hmm. is the reason why there is there there was no Empire. Now there's a new one, but saved the galaxy almost single handedly. And she hands a lightsaber to him. He throws it over cliffs. Like who the fucker you <laughs> get out of my house and then he just starts doing you know going on with his day and doing weird stuff he looks her like right in the eye when he's doing it fully aware probably that's weird <laughs> and the whole idea is that you're supposed to see see this from ray's perspective is like that's luke skywalker <laughs> this is the guy who did all this stuff this mm-hmm. is the, the legendary jedi mm-hmm what <laughs> he's trying so, to draw to make her go away okay so by that logic if when ray handed luke the lightsaber if luke would have pitched the lightsaber over his back turned around and proceeded to take a <laughs> off the cliff <laughs> on the lightsaber <laughs> you can make the justification perfectly acceptable within the story well it's funny it's a psych gag, yeah. and it shows how crazy luke is but it doesn't make it a great moment. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a great moment. Oh, I'm saying that no, it's no. defensible within the context it, of that part of the movie. That he's really trying to turn her off of becoming a Jedi. That he wants the oh, Jedi to He doesn't to want die. her there. All I know is I want to see the cross promotion with, with Bed Bath & Beyond where you can get the sea cow titty uh, water filter. <laughs> <laughs> Please let Dad me know salts. when that comes out. I have so little to fill my day. Yeah, it's a new flavor of Nesquik. Wow. Uh, I right. need that on my Christmas. Sea cow. Let me add Ugh. something I've been trying to add for the last 20 minutes. Sure. I know I'm going to take Sorry. this conversation backwards. <laughs> but, um, okay, I think Eric said it best. Noke fails by underestimating Kylo. Finn and Rose fail in their mission. Poe fails. Holdo fails. Luke fails. Ray fails. And y'all made a point that y'all felt that Kylo Ren even fails. Who's the one person he said did not fail? Does everybody need to learn their lesson, their individual lesson, in the exact same manner? I mean, what do you the, mean the exact, the exact same, same manner? manner? By failure. Well, that's how most people well, learn. Is I mean, again, they hit you over the head with it, Danny. Failure is the great teacher. That's like the moral of the movie. Exactly. Did everyone need to learn that lesson? Well, just like in life, everyone needs to fail, but your failures are in different ways. But nobody right. wants to fail. But that's no, what I mean, like, yeah, nobody does, to, yeah. but that's how you get better. Can't we have a few <laughs> characters in the movie that's who know what they're doing? I don't think Rose failed. I think Rose actually became the version of Rose that she wanted to become. I mean, she she failed in the context of the of the mission with Finn, but I think she almost transcended her position on now, the ship and she became someone that she wanted to be. She was the one who taught Finn an indispensable lesson that, you know, this isn't about sacrificing ourselves. This is about safeguarding and protecting the things that we love. Bringing up Rose. Now you're you're tiptoeing through the minefield here. All right. So Rose, let's talk about Rose. I'm going to set it off, Danny. What you want? (laughs) We're talking about. I don't, I don't, I like Rose. I like the diversity that she brings. I like her spunk. You know, I, I, I like her. You like a woman like that her? falls in love with a man within all of a couple hours of knowing him? But it was Finn. 
It was. I true. mean, it worked for Disney for like how many years? <laughs> that's basically every Disney movie that's, that's like, ever been. <laughs> okay, that's a cartoon that occurs over multiple days. Most uh, Disney cartoons. Uh, multiple days. But multiple wasn't Finn talking about I mean, I mean, let's get real. Like Prince Charming's long, basically a date rapist, right? I mean, they spent a long likely. time on that <laughs> casino planet. We can all agree on that. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! We're critical of something. It, it, I know, I, I am critical of it. I mean, we're not okay. saying it's a perfect movie. We gave no, it a B plus. Uh, it lost some points. You I know? gave it like an A minus. B plus is still pretty good for that movie. Still pretty solid, but it still good. lost some points. I like the quirky females. I mean, that's because I am a quirky female. I like the quirky females. I mean, imagine that. So, so you identified you say with the with the cags because they're quirky females. The good thing about no. liking quirky females is that whatever stupid thing that they do, you can just explain it by saying they're quirky. <laughs> no. It's that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done that. Not that it's quirky necessarily, but just like, yeah, I, I can see myself doing something like that. I mean, she basically walks up to people with a stun gun and f***ing stuns them. And it's amazing. Uh, I think. Oh, right? like, just the thought of, that, of, of her doing that. like, And she's probably on the short side and I'm probably on the short side. So, yeah. I identify with her. Would you rather her sister have gone on this mission, the bomber ninja chick? <laughs> no, because you don't. You, I mean, that's not. I like, would have rather. I'd that. rather her because she's like you know. She's got baggage. No. Yeah. If I mean, the what? sister would have went, in my opinion, that mission would have succeeded. Benicio would have blinked at her a couple times and been like, "Hey, little girl," and <laughs> she would have been all like, oh, "Okay, you can, you can lead know. us to the place." Okay, but, yeah. well, Eli just said that. How do bombs fall in zero gravity? That that Star Wars not paying attention to science. Okay, just want to yeah. make sure that. I mean, I'll, look, I mean, the laser blasts were arcing like freaking cannon shots. I don't <laughs> ask for a lot, but yeah, I mean, you don't see that in, in Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek has <laughs> a, a, a pretty good like faithfulness to science. At there, its there's core. just a laser okay, that slowly comes raise, out of the gun. I'm gonna raise my hand and say I am a Trekkie. Hello, my name is Amy. I don't have a problem. I don't want help. I do like Star Trek. Andy brought Star Wars into this marriage. I brought Star Trek into this marriage. And I'm just going to say I feel like science is one area where Star Trek takes the cake. I'm going to sit back and drop my mic now. Wow. Boom, huh? Wow. Two lawyers living in the stars. How you like that? And the house hasn't exploded either. I mean, he's more of an accountant now anyway, so, you know. Okay, let's have some fun. Can we have some fun real quick? We're not having fun? Okay, because I know I'm having a lot of great fun. fun. I think we're going to up the game a little. I think this is a fruitful debate. Don't up the game. Game. We're, not, we're gonna up this game. Don't up the game. Baby. All right. I think Annie and Amy have done a great job coming in here, and they have an answer for for everything. They can explain. They found a way to explain everything. So I'm gonna go through a list of of scenarios here, and I'm gonna ask for them to explain these scenarios <laughs> in the Last Jedi. Okay, y'all ready? Let's go for it. Okay. Okay. Why does Luke leave a map for everyone to find him if he doesn't want to be found? What movie are we talking about? The Force Awakens or this one? No, no, no. We're talking about this one. It's all. It's one story. It's one cohesive story. Andy, didn't you got to pay attention? I, 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 I. Why did Why did when did that happen? Well, I think that he did at the end of the day want to hear stuff like when he wanted to hear about Han. Uh huh. I think that there was a part of him, however reluctant, that said, "You know, I'm doing this, and I believe in myself that when somebody gets here, I'm going to firmly tell them to fuck off, I think. and I'm going to drink, you know, sea cow titty milk." Don't you think if you just stayed tapped into the force, he would have sensed Han's death? He would. He had cut himself out from the force because he no longer trusted himself. Mm. And he was tapping yeah. into that milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that he believed in himself enough to say, you know, I am resolute in my decision. But at the same time, 
I'm going to leave myself an out because I do still care about my friends. And that came out in the end. I think deep down, I don't think he necessarily, like Luke was really a broken person throughout that thing. And I don't necessarily think that he 100% believed in anything he did. Hmm. Okay. Next question. All right. Benicio Del Toro, was he really a master hacker? <laughs> or was the guy with the rose lapel really the master hacker? And if it was all Benicio Del Toro the entire time, is Maz Kanata really a first order spy who <laughs> foresaw that Finn and Rose would illegally park, get thrown into the jail cell with this guy who would ultimately betray them? Wow. Counter- Counterpoint. Maz Kanata in Battlefield, uh, no, not Battlefield, Battlefront 2 is hanging out with Han Solo. She, she was around before the First Order, so she's not affiliated with him. I don't buy it. Um, <laughs> what was the rest of the question? I got caught up on that. Was Benicio- I know, you stopped him. He got deep with you. You just buying some time on your consulate. Was no, Benicio no. Del Toro He's the real master now. hacker, or was the real master hacker still shooting dice? I don't think it matters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, really don't think it matters to me. The okay. way that I interpreted it was the the no real master who hacker. They picked, I mean, anybody on that planet that, was going to oh, be a true a neutral. Good point. That's a. Good it doesn't point. matter. Anyone on that. that planet is out for themselves. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it was the guy shooting dice, but I think Amy has a better point. I think everybody on that planet's crooked, mm-hmm. and if they no, would have gone, they're not crooked. They're true neutrals. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to go with whatever. It doesn't matter who you would have picked. Yeah, we watch too much Stranger Things, too much D and D. We do. So basically, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, "What are you talking about?" No, we're, we're in complete agreement. That whole sod plot did not matter. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they failed uh, anyway. How did the First Order go from the last remaining remnant of the Empire to completely ruling the galaxy after they lost their giant star killer base? Okay, well, so because they blew up the. F- Republic, like they blew that all up, and yeah, like, there's literally no one. And then, episode uh, seven, I mean, they, they did damage. It was all like, oh yay, we so, won. But so yeah, do you want to blew up a whole fucking ton of people? Do you want to yeah, get some? And then they <laughs> blew up a whole ton of them on Star Killer Base, where they were all congregated and having their Sea Kyle meetings. Well, obviously <laughs> not, because both Snoke, you know, Snoke survived. Kylo Ren survived. You well, know. Snoke was a hologram. The Kylo Weasley Ren. survived. You know, I mean, come this on. Is, I think they have better fashion sets Phasma, in the first order. How did order. Phasma survive? She got dumped in a trash chute. It's that armor. So, I yeah, love that armor. That's the armor. <laughs> so Girl the, power. So she's still living? <laughs> she they, they, survived this is, being engulfed in flames? Uh, no, I, I don't think no. Phasma's going to oh, make well, it. I, I think Phasma's dead. Girl power, y'all. Um, uh, I, I think she I might can, be alive. I'm going to be so happy if she's all like Darth Vader-y and that She survived armor. another exploding planet starship Hey, thingy. she did it once, you know? She yeah. did it again. If, if I can get Expanded Universe on you, however she ended up surviving, the biggest question is for her, how come she wasn't court-martialed for giving, well, basically shutting down the shield to Starkiller Base? And that's uh, Wikipedia coming into coming in handy right well, here. Well, if you're going to go into that, how come Poe wasn't shot or executed in any kind of way for an attempting a mutiny? Because he was too valuable, and they couldn't lose more people. But they didn't want to let him to. Know, but they didn't want to let him know it. Even which though is he why. was actively killing people by his decisions, because they had a lot of people. <laughs> they don't exactly have a lot of choices at this no, point. No, they really they need him. Wow. They need him. He's a valuable wow. player. They need him more than they need to get rid of him. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I don't know about that one. That was a very good question, Yes. <laughs> okay, so how It'll did Snoke him. rise to power and come into contact and influence young Ben Solo, who had to be like a celebrity 
uh, Jedi at that time into going to the dark side of the Force. Counter, like, counterpoint. I'm, I'm counterpoint. Gonna, counterpoint. Good question. Good question. Good question. Good question. Counterpoint. Who's Good the question. emperor? Who's the emperor? Tell me about the emperor. Palpatine, the one who's been dead? When did you learn about that name? Palpatine in the prequels. Okay, so when you were watching episode no, no, six. No, no, I'm sorry. When I got the toy. When I got the toy. <laughs> I got, the toy. You got the toy. Okay, so in that two hours and 15 minutes of episode six, what you, what'd you know about the emperor? What did I know about the emperor? That mm-hmm. he was uh, in charge of the entire empire. Okay. And I'd say that you know one other thing about him, and that is that Lord Vader is more forgiving than he is. Those are the two things you know about him. He's a bad guy, he's in charge, and apparently Darth Vader has a higher like threshold for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things you know about him. Mm-hmm. How much do you really need to know about Snoke? Ah, the counterpoint. When you start off... What they got to do with the question? When you start, I was gonna say, when you start off the New Hope, you're accepting <laughs> things as is because this is the first time you see it. So you don't know how long the Empire has been ruling for. They could have been ruling forever. There's a finite period of time where the Empire was destroyed, mm-hmm. and somehow, some way, all that got wiped out, and evil rules again. So within that short period of time, don't you think we owe a couple of sentences? to how the order that was established at the end of Return of the Jedi has been lost by The Force Awakens? I mean, but the thing is, they don't rule at the beginning of The Force Awakens. They're just a military unit that comes from the outer reaches of space that, you know, this is all expanded universe crap, but mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, they are an exiled remnant of the Imperial fleet that got out after the Battle of Jakku, why mm-hmm. that's all the AT-ATs and the uh, Star Destroyers are stuck in the planet's surface. A very well-funded uh, little last remnant. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. They strip-mined all the planets and sold all those resources, made deals with crime lords, built up this army in secret. Mm-hmm. And literally, the New Republic was just saying, oh, these are just a bunch of fanatics. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of like asked this question that you yeah. asked, and I got this answer. So yeah. this is rehearsed. Yeah, oh, so okay, okay. this is already like this discussion is already yeah, happened. They're, they're, I am worried like, that Andy has brainwashed you, Amy, <laughs> because yeah. a lot of these literally are, the new republic. Oh no, some of this is me. Some you're, of this no, is no, me. no, you're a Star Trek. Right now you're like this sucks. <laughs> this Jedi bullshit. Oh, no, Andy says that that's what happened in this marriage is that I gained a, an appreciation for Star. I mean, I'd already seen Star Wars, but I wasn't uh-huh. like into it. And Andy gained an appreciation for Star Trek. I mean, he didn't even know about Deep Space Nine. No. No, I, I mean, and Deep Space Nine, like, that has you hooked, like, what? Black tar cocaine can yeah, never... Yeah, that'd be heroin. Black tar heroin. Black tar heroin, I'm sorry. Get my addictions correct. I was about correct. to say, that's a new one on me. <laughs> the First Order doesn't even really rule the galaxy yet mm-hmm. because they just 10 minutes ago blew up the Republic. So the, the galaxy is governmentless I just while the say Last we Jedi don't do is drugs. going on. Can I, can I, I say know. we don't do drugs? Hmm? I, we don't do drugs. Nobody no. said you did that. No drugs. I just, drugs? I just feel like I need to clarify. Oh, by heroin, cocaine? Yeah, black yeah. tar heroin. I'm not on it. Yeah, okay. we just want to clarify that that's <laughs> not, not, not happening. I just want to clarify that. I wish I, I would just... alcohol, not, caffeine. Not, 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 they, yeah, no, they do no yeah, drugs. Yeah, no, <laughs> normal well, drugs. Okay, alcohol I have been known to imbibe, not while <laughs> breastfeeding or pregnant. And you did not breastfeed green milk, right? <laughs> that is not why. No, I think it was the correct color. Danny. <laughs> Danny. Oh, that, man. That was a... Breastfeeding was a dark chapter in my life. I would prefer <laughs> not to relive. It was. It was see, not. If fun. she was the sea cow, Learn she would have punched that, Luke in the face. Wow. Learn from that failure. Oh. I, I never <laughs> punched our son in the face. You two can come I back. I was from just that. like, you know, it, it, it's not like it. It's be gentle, please. <laughs> Luke wasn't. 
but but going back to the point, largely <laughs> the newer public sees him as a bunch of fanatics, doesn't care about him. They're like whatever, you know. And while this is going on, and th- this is why the new republic blew up. They're building all sorts of super weapons just based on all these resources. They're just stripping from all these planets on the outer reaches of the galaxy. I mean, they've been working on that, um, you know. They, they've basically been hyper- around in the shadows for 30 years. No, and they've been yeah. working. But you, you even pointed this out when we were yeah, watching the movie. was that Rogue One screenshot. It was yeah. the Rogue One screenshot where they said that it was um, hyperdrive tracking. Yeah, they, were, they talked about they've, hyperspace tracking. In hyperspace Rogue One. tracking. Yeah. They've been working on that since... You know, before episode four. That was my next question. How is it that the Last Order was able to track the Resistance through hyperspace? So the, the Empire working was working on it. on it on Scarif. There was plans for it. Jen Urso says hyperspace tracking. Mm-hmm. And so they've been working on it. For okay. a really long time. I mean, eventually you're going to succeed, right? Not according to this movie. Oh, no. if you're the bad guys, you succeed. But I mean, now again, <laughs> that technology has survived, apparently, uh, two Death Star explosions. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. So... Uh, yes, you've lost Garif the first Death Star. Star. Lost huh? Scarif wasn't Death Star. Scarif? What? The Battle of Scarif. Like all that, that facility was located on the planet Scarif, right? Where's yeah, Scarif yeah. at? What do we... That was Scarif the tropical planet Rogue on Rogue One. Tropical planet? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, at the, yeah, at the end. So that, that data was actually saved on Scarif, which I don't think that blew up. Not yeah, completely. Scarif did blow up. Scarif got blown up by, uh, by yeah. the Death Star. It shot down. Tarkin yes, was like, blow it up. up Scarif, yes. So that, they all that, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, oh just, my God! You're right. They lost everything. Fire argument, but uh, it, it was easily uh, downloaded. So uh, yeah, it, it's elsewhere. Well, uh, no, it wasn't easily downloaded. You saw how hard it was to download the plans for the uh, Death Star. That was to transmit it from the, an Empire facility well, to a rebel ship. I'm sure, this movie. I'm sure the connection was better between Star Destroyers. Yes. Okay. Regardless, wow. they've been Do you working on fan fiction. Yes, you should. No, I have logic. One, one is Windows based. One is Mac. Just they don't talk to each other very well. Look, yeah, net, yeah, net neutrality you know. is not a problem when you own all the networks, right? That's right. You got and the Empire the owns all the networks, man. They've got like a million gigabits per second. You know, they're like, oh yeah, those plans are over there. I'm gonna plead the fifth of the fan fiction comment. <laughs> <laughs> not Star do any Wars. Star Wars role playing in the household. I'm gonna plead no. the fifth. <laughs> I'm saying no. Okay. But if if Ray could just search her feelings and know that her parents were really dead, why didn't she just know that to begin with? Because, because she, she was in denial. Yeah, come on, you, you guys. We covered she's a this. damaged little kid. She's not a damaged little kid. She there there, there are real there are through. real life children who fantasize about different situations. Little kid that somehow. I mean, it's like everybody who wishes that they were a princess, you know, on on a much more serious level, and you know that, that's that's like psychology that. I can't understand because I wasn't in that there, situation. There are, there, are much, there are much more elaborate delusions I've seen people come up with just reading cases in law school, man. You know what I find is funny is how convenient it is that when she needs to be, she's just a silly, scared, little, in-denial kid, but also an ultra-powerful Jedi who could just pick up throwing rocks. And but that's neighbors. because of the, the force. force. Ah. We covered that. Yes, the force yeah. apparently doesn't help you out psychologically. Yeah, why is the force picking crazy people? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Because she's an awesome actress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not going to bother asking anymore because this is all just fiction <laughs> at this point in time. That has absolutely nothing to do with any... Don't you see that this is where people have a problem with this movie? Much like the people who watched the whole the, the Force Awakens and came up with their own theories about Snoke, came up with their own theories about race parents and all stuff like that. Y'all have come up with your own theories 
as to why any of this stuff could possibly make sense. But this is not given to you at any point in time in isn't the movie. That, isn't that but like that's, nice? But that's the that way Star Wars has been. Most of everything's been explained in I comics mean, and all that other stuff. I don't think so. Toys. You, you didn't learn about the Emperor's name until you picked up a toy. I mean, you got to see the movie to get the toy to, okay. to get the book. I mean, those are all expanded parts of the central but universe, like, right? Like you don't even know Ray's last name. Names are irrelevant. I mean, knowing... Purple. The, yeah, knowing the motivation, all you needed to know about the uh, emperor was that he was in charge of the empire since it came to, to and that's to all you need to know about Snoke. But counterpoint, no, you don't. You need to know how that balance. Luke, Leia, and Han did it. Evil vanquished, good wins. They did it. They saved the galaxy. People succeeded. How did all that goodness get undone? Like if you're watching Friday the Thirteenth. Oh. They at least when they get to the next one after they kill Jason, they at least take five minutes to explain to you how Jason came back. Jason gets struck by a lightning bolt. That was Some my favorite. voodoo magic happens and the lady resurrects him from the lake. They do something to it explain Jason. how the killer comes back. They did nothing to explain how evil arose, and that's what people's problem was. Okay, but oh, how did Snow get that jacket? But I have a, I have a <laughs> counterpoint. Okay, why do you want everything to be like given to you on a silver platter? You pay for it. Yes, I. No, pay I mean, for don't you pay for imagination? I can't no, draw something to, su- stuff. to spark your, you know. Y- you know, thinking about this movie and thinking about the themes that arise from it. Well, that's what I we mean, do. It, but that's why I we mean, do something like this. I pay but, for it. I go watch John Carpenter. I mean, that's why Mars. we're doing this. You're right, Eli. That, <laughs> we, we, are having, we are having this talk, but you guys are saying this is why you like it. And we're saying it that's wasn't. That's why a, you don't like it. I, I didn't I hate it. It has nothing to do with why we hate don't it. like it. What Hold happened? That's why, that's why you're, you're sort of ambivalent on it. Ambivalent as far as as far as what? Like, well, the, come up with a word to describe how y'all are. I don't know. I paid fifty dollars. I, I got gym. Man. I like it. I would man. if I'd have caught Leading it towards eh. <laughs> and I, we didn't even rehearse Somewhere that. Somewhere between man and eh. we didn't even rehearse that. E and yeah. D. <laughs> like I, I like subtlety, and y'all. That's you, not subtlety. It's not subtlety. It is subtlety. That's a mission. Black hole. That's vacuum. a mission. It is room that for imagination. That's a mission. It's room for imagination. <laughs> it's it's room for you to come to your own conclusions. You know, it it it's it could go either way. It's that open ending. Yes. You know I'm that, with that you. leads you to go and watch Rebels. That leads you to go and watch Clone Wars. And that read leads the you comment. to go read the Snoke book that's going to be coming out in the next year, probably. So it's yeah. like your Black Tar heroin. The first. Well, it's free. also capitalism, <laughs> probably too. And if you want to make you got to pay extra. Things, you got to pay extra. Well, I mean, it's lit. Like I said, I keep comparing them to the Emperor. If you wanted to learn more about Emperor Palpatine, you would have had to go read a book because they didn't tell you jack squat about him in Return of the Jedi. Forget about Return of the Jedi. Emperor Palpatine was introduced in Empire Strikes Back. It was just introduced that he was the figurehead. He was the leader right. of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And you just accepted that because up until that point, you had never seen the Empire before. So it made sense that there'd be a grand leader since Tarkin was gone and Vader answered to somebody. It made sense that there would be a leader. It doesn't make sense that Snoke somehow survived the rebellion wiping out the empire that there was this little okay fine maybe a couple stormtroopers didn't get squashed by ewoks cool maybe you know <laughs> maybe there was somebody somewhere even though they blew up two planets death stars whatever you want to call them that in, in, that had their entire troop base there somehow there is another sith lord out there and he has somehow done a great job of recruiting 
mm-hmm. and he just somehow managed to lure over the most popular celebrity Jedi, Ben Solo, nephew of and Luke. And hey, maybe as powerful as Luke became, the Force made somebody in the dark, dark grow as strong, and that was Snoke. No, it should have been Darth Maul. They totally well, ripped that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he's seen how old he died Snoke in Rebels. is. He's the assume, best fighter. I'm gonna assume Snoke was around before Luke. Can we can we agree on that? I Luke don't know. Did Luke's, look better. Luke's even be with the just for men. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. He was covering up with the just for men, but Luke did look Jedi for men. <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think we're going to agree to disagree on this one. We are. Because, you know, at the end of the day, for me, when I'm watching that movie, I'm thinking about Snoke's context with respect to these three movies. Okay. And when I see him, I see him as the stepping stone for Kylo Ren. And Kylo took the step that Darth Vader never could. Uh-huh. Darth Vader always talked about, oh, we're going to kill the Emperor and we're going to take over, me and you. He said that to Padme, he said that to Luke. He's like, yeah, we're going to do it. And he never did because he was a wuss. And then Kylo Ren actually went through with it. He was the stepping stone to really show that this dude, this, this little boy's twisted. Okay. He's not okay. You know, I, was, I thought I was fine with letting this to go. To quote but My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I thought I was fine <laughs> letting this go, but let me ask one more question. Okay? Sure. And I'm, I can't wait to hear this one too. Is it just me, or does Kylo Ren come across as somebody who just needs a hug? No, because I wouldn't <laughs> the, the hug him. The guy who is being set up as the movie's next Ray big villain. Ray tried. Ray tried. She said, join ha- me. Han also tried no. to give him a hug, tried. and that didn't work out. Ray <laughs> tried. She didn't promise him p- <laughs> maybe well you know i'm still maybe? holding out for her and her and finn i'm still holding out for them even though i'm like oh rose no. likes finn and i like rose and it's really hard for me to be like oh, Finn doesn't like any rose yeah i, th- I think ray and finn is done yeah, i don't think I, that's I, happening i think that unless jj abrams Nobody. decides to come in and undo everything that ryan johnson undid about his movies just to say you to that i don't know i like be I, surprised. I still like rose and finn together i still like that idea I, but i'm sorry i meant the opposite of that i still like finn and ray together i like that idea i'm okay with rose because i like rose i really do why she's because so milk toast she is not milk toast Boring. She's milk toast. She is not milk toast. She is. She is not boring. Uh, she she like kind of serves as the <laughs> ideal person to build a new resistance. I think that's really kind of the role oh. she filled. She was like this pure, good how person who has pure, seen the wrong they, they side they said, of the galaxy. Listen, all you're gonna do is you get a stun gun and you just go make sure nobody gets on these. That's pods. your job. Do We're that. gonna run the rebellion. You just hang out here. And you, you, here's your stun gun. Uh. And despite that, she goes and risks her life to go try and help out, even though at the end of the day, her mission doesn't work she out. Really you know. Her sister was a bombardier. Yeah. She you controlled her own what? sister should have did the job. I said, I agree with that. I mean, look, all she look. did was ride the llama. It's That's the, what she did. It's the roses of the galaxy that now have to rise up. I mean, you see that in the little boy that she gave like that little the ring. ring to, yeah. The ring to is that he's actually Force-sensitive He's living on the casino planet, and you know he is the future of the rebellion. If they are going to survive, it's going to be built on the backs of roses and not the bombardiers because they're all dead. That's too bad. Point when they turn and they become on the dark side for no reason as well. Right, cashing in them (laughs) chips. Now, so anything else, Danny, or do y'all want to do like parting shots? All right. Well, well, first of all, at no point in time have I or Eli said this movie sucks. 
We're just asking questions. We desperately want sense to be making a, made of this movie. And God bless y'all. Y'all y'all have done some excellent work in making sense. Y'all should the write some of this. The only problem is that everything y'all said is non-canon. <laughs> oh no, it's all canon. It's, it's just canon. not in the movies. It's, maybe it's not, not in the movies, movie, but it's canon. canon. Well, if I pay $15, I want all the cannons, all the guns. I want it right there. You know what I mean? As, right as, there. Look, man, if you $15. wanted all the canon from your Star Wars movies, you're going to be disappointed for the last 40 years. Because all that canon is everywhere else but those Eli, movies, man. I just bought the last two. It's going to take a lot more than $15 for you to like become versed in all canon. That's the capitalist. That's all right. But, I got killed. Wikipedia is free. I you know. <laughs> no, I, I agree though. I didn't. I didn't hate it. It's just a thing of saying. I grew up with the movies. I was just kind of used back to things pedal, going. Backpedal. Backpedal. Back <laughs> you don't need a backpedal. I'm sorry. I say my point. What I can't. Y'all are all like yellow. I'm sorry, it's just hey, funny. She's Why? just getting feisty. She's had some wine. Like, We're trying to bring peace to this she's thing. Like, cut and she's faces. like, f*** you. Please stop saying the F word. You just, okay. Let Eli talk. Okay. Let Eli talk. No, I'm just saying, I, I, I grew up on some of these people, and I want to like these new people. They're like, hey, these are some new kids. Check them out. And I'm like, all right. But they're not doing anything. They're dead. They're not, yeah, they're not doing it. And then I start to like people like the bomber chick, and then she die. You know, <laughs> then I'm like, well, all right, Finn, go do something. He doesn't do anything. That's all I'm saying. Eli is, raises a good point. Can I get a, just a yes or no? no? No exposition. Just yes or no. Are you talking, are you, uh, for, for Andy and Amy. This is not just a deposition. Yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> I feel like it's sometimes. Counterpoint. I've never heard all of that before. Do y'all too really much. give a shit about what happens to Poe? Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all really give a shit about what happens to Finn? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do y'all really give a shit about what happens to Rose? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose, I'm less on, but yeah. Sure. I identify. <laughs> oh, and y'all really give a shit about what happens to Ray? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, come on. Kylo Ren. Yeah, her and him and Ray. In, oh, well, I think it's interesting, so yes. So y'all are invested in these characters. These characters outshine the, the original. No. Guy. No. No. Oh, outshine. They don't outshine, but this is their story. I want to see how their story concludes. I know what happened in 4, 5, and 6. Right. I want to see what happens in 7, 8, and 9 with these new people. You just like that they're new, pretty much? No, no, just, no, like, no. it's not that I like that they're new. Yeah. I just like seeing this continuation of the story and, and what they do with what these characters have left for them. Look, we're letting people say what they want to say. Yeah, I'm not backpedaling. It's not our job to tell people <laughs> I wasn't going to say feel. anything. <laughs> <laughs> Being I was just chastised. curious. <laughs> so, what, okay. Last question for both of y'all. What are y'all looking forward to seeing resolved in this uh, last go? The episode? balance thing. I mean, I want to know what 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 is the balance, you know? So, if you're talking about Kylo Ren is or Ben Solo as as you would have it, um is strong in the dark, so the light grows in Ray. What the hell is this balance that you're talking about? I mean, we've been trying to define balance since episode four, uh, even yeah, even but yeah, yeah. So I mean, because I'm, I'm, you know, it's good parenting. You start with episode four. Yeah, that's a, you, you, good. Friends don't let friends, people start with yeah, episode no. one. Yeah. You're right, dude. Yeah, the Jedi's man. It's like watching WWE. Sometimes they're bad guys. Sometimes they're good guys. They just go back and forth. <laughs> you know, you get a little bit of bad, a little bit of good. 
But you have a point too from the last one. They're not putting these people over. I don't. I don't think they tried. But I don't really think they. they put I these agree. Characters like, I, I can care less what happens to anyone. I, I want to though. I really do. I, I really do, yeah, want I, to. I, I want to as well. But Poe Dameron does nothing for me. He's no Han Solo. I try to root for Finn. I'm like, hey, way to work your way out of the janitorial spot, mm-hmm. and you know, into the stormtrooper area. Okay, you got the best. He has, in my opinion, seriously, he has the best backstory out of all of them. I mean, he is a bad guy that's trying to be good, but they just don't do anything with that. That realizes that good and bad is not so simple. Somebody else has to teach him that, but he doesn't do anything to justify himself being on one side or the other. He just runs all the time. He makes a decision that's in what episode I seven. Teach my kid. What? I wanna, to run? No, I want to teach my kid, baby, good and evil, it's not that simple. <laughs> I mean, that's what you teach them. Trust me. That's what you teach them when they start dating. That's uh, that's that that yeah. That's what you know. Okay, <laughs> like trust me, the, the boy he sounds saying something nice, but believe me, let me talk to him. Yeah, he's evil. It's okay, okay if you took that cookie; it'll all balance out. Yeah, <laughs> a little diabetes. I, know, Andy, uh, I want. I want to answer the question. Is now. there anything? Right, Andy, sorry, yes. go ahead. No, what I want to see is that we've seen the big point from which these characters are supposed to grow we've seen their big failures now how do they pick up the pieces okay and, and that's what i want to see in the next movie i want to see poe become that leader i want to see finn become that soldier with the resolve you know i want to see ray you know make something of this this new jedi that that are going to exist now that the order every remnant of it's gone now um anybody who was ever affiliated with it is now dead so where do we go from here? I want to see how they grow from these these conflicts and these failures that they experienced. Uh-huh. All right, guys. So, look, we're going to wrap up this discussion here. I hope we've done a good job. I think we have absolutely we had two warriors here who defend. So we can't be accused of beating up on this movie anymore. Okay. I, we've had two warriors in here who have sat here and defended this movie and, and, and have come up with a lot of explanations to a lot of things that people had issues with. So, I would not say that we have defended the movie so much as we have praised it. And I would not say that we have come up with explanations so much as we have just expressed the things that we've already said. Just just to be fair. But at least from a guys, certain point of view. Yeah, from a certain at least y'all succeeded. Y'all succeeded in what your mission was. We had no mission. We were just this is how we feel. That's so just I how you do stuff. These two BS artists for coming into oh. the studios tonight. Come on, that, that, you mispronounced it. It's Wikipedia readers. <laughs> Wikipedia <laughs> canon. All right, guys. Thank you very much. You're and, welcome, uh, y'all, y'all also. Y'all, y'all yeah, we're glad we'll, to be here. Thank we'll you for having us on. Anytime. guys we hope you enjoyed that spirited discussion with andy and amy about the last jedi hopefully uh, some clarity came out of it hopefully <laughs> some sense of balance came back to the force yes i felt like personally we took it easy you know, oh yeah no we we let the light come out yeah we let our light shine we didn't go full sith this little light of mine all we, day <laughs> Hopefully this is the last time we talk about The Last Jedi. I promise you, next week we're not talking. Unless somebody writes in. I, 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 there's always that. Every opinion is welcome. There's a reason we're doing this today. And that is because somebody did write in. That's true. Absolutely And true. want to talk about The Last Jedi. And again, Eric Grubb, thank you for spearheading this. Uh, we didn't realize that there was not balance within the force. We tried for balance. We're going to have to have like 
Death Star dance off or something like that with everybody <laughs> or something like you know. There's some some opinions out there about this. It just comes down to the generational gap. I think. I agree. Well, until there's a Death Star dance off, there's a Project Geisha. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That they should go ahead and they should read about. It. Why don't you tell them a bit about it? Absolutely, I know about that. Hey, look, right now, www.ivorycomics.com, you've got Project Gates, you got the first graphic novel, Fearless, and uh, you also got the second one out there, Geisha Hunt. So, both fully colored. There are no advertisements or anything like that. Over 20 pages of uh, full on art. Wrote the story. You know the glory. Drew the story. That's all it's all about. So look, uh, again, visit www.ivorycomics.com. You check out that work. Check out the artwork for uh, Savages. His blogs is linked to this podcast, so you never miss a beat on uh, Facebook.com. You can find me on Eli H. Ivory. Always looking to add a friend as long as it's not one of those weird hacking pictures where, you know, <laughs> you're like, hey, that person is not on a weekend. I totally am not falling for that. Um, but you can find me there, Eli H. Ivory, on Facebook.com. Project Geisha has own Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, I can be found there, EIvory504. And Twitter, as always, Hancock10166. So, hey, uh, appreciate the love, guys, and uh, always support the arts, huh? Thank you. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, if you want to book a trip, go to Walt Disney World to go to Disneyland, to take a Disney cruise, there's one guy you need to contact, and his name is Lee Lastavica, and he's going to tell you how to get in touch with him right now. Well, the easiest way is just to call me, 413-349-8747. That's 413-LIGHTSIDE, L-H-T-S-I-D-E. Uh, I wonder email me how Lee at Magic. often he confuses I know. people with that. <laughs> I know. They're like, Wait. I was waiting for just, like, how many people call those numbers, and I've already told you I'm not a travel agent. Stop <laughs> calling me. <laughs> He's laughing about how much business he loses. <laughs> 413-349-8747. You can't go wrong with that number. Uh, email me at lee at magicarway.com. And you can always check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. And yeah, man, um, if you want to get to see all the new Star Wars stuff at Hollywood Studios and see all the empty space that they're filling up with Star Wars stuff at Hollywood Studios and all that, then give me a call and we will get it hooked up and booked up with no. Lightsaber Vika! <laughs> Lightsaber Vika! May the force be with you. And and they won't just pitch your lightsaber in the sea bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I got a trip. Nah, you don't need that. <laughs> I, I think the new water fountains in, in the... Um, and that area should all be, you know, milk titty, uh, sea cow titty. I, I would totally just not even throw a pity at that. <laughs> you know, I'll make a wish in the green milk fountain. I'm good. I'm going to walk away from that. <sighs> all right, guys. Well, we've got actually something new to talk about in the show today. We've got a, a new sponsor that we need to promote. And this is something we, we've had people talk to us about sponsoring things on the show before yeah having people on the show before but this is something that we actually believe in because we've always supported this and that is wizard world's comic-con coming to new orleans yeah. january 5th through the 7th awesome awesome not only are we attendees of it but we have been guests yes yes, yes. we have been those guys where you walk past the table and say where's this art 
We have been those guys on that table like, hey, check this out. You're going to love it. Selling our artwork, signing our artwork. Putting smiles on people's faces. Kissing babies, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. So, yeah, Wizard World is going to be coming uh, January 5th through the 7th. They're going to have a lot of special guests there this year. Uh, A couple of people that you can see over at Wizard World in New Orleans. Ooh. Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan the man. The creator of just about everything that you love. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Keep going. Hulk. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Kirby's uh, Galactic Universe. So, like, Silver Surfer, Galactus. I mean, he's made cartoons. He's made cameo in his own movies. The guy is a living legend. X-Men. You know, say- X-Men. Stripperella. <laughs> uh, Stripperella? Yeah, yeah. You know, didn't know that he one. didn't know that. And Stan's like 90-something years old. Yeah, and still smiling. God so, bless him. Guys, go see him. How many chances are you going to have to go ahead and shake hands with a legend and say thank you? Thank you. Thank you for making my childhood so special. I was inspired. Uh, In addition to Mr. Stanley, who else are you going to see there? You're going to see David Tennant, Doctor Who. Who? Who? Doctor Who. Not Dr. Mohookin. Dr. Mohookin might want to get in on this. There you go. Who watches the who? You know who we might even see over there? Who? Somebody's going to be there that I, I know was a favorite of my wife's. Hey, even my daughter's watching the last Justice League movie. Ah, Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa, is going to ah, be there. Ah, man, the guy with the trident what? and all the looks. Yes, huh? yes, Jason. Is he going to have his shirt off? Because that'll get a lot of girls in there. Well, I think <laughs> I think it's extra for the picture. If, if, if the shirt comes off, uh, the picture is extra. With an autograph? Absolutely. <laughs> but we have our own code. Our own code that's going to save you some money. You're going to get 20% off your ticket. If you go ahead and use the code MAGIC20, I'll get you 20% off your tickets when you go ahead and buy tickets for Wizard World. And we are also going to be giving away tickets to Wizard World nice. on this show. At some point, we, we're going we're gonna to come up with a contest. Sounds like a comic quiz. Abs- well, something like that. We may have to let you come up with the, uh, the criteria, Mr. Ivory. Okay. okay. And we'll go ahead and we'll give away two tickets to Wizard World. That is awesome. We're, we're doing this. We're partnering. And we couldn't be happier about it because we truly believe in this. Go there every single year. It's a special daddy-daughter event. So looking forward to seeing y'all there if you're able to go. And uh, it's going to be a great three days. So getting back to the Magic Our Way podcast, guys, there are several ways you can reach us. Of course, you can go ahead and hit us up on Facebook. You can hit us up on Twitter. Those are the easy ways. Everybody knows how to go ahead and do that. But of course, you can always go ahead and email the show at show at magicourway.com. Go ahead and do that. Or just magicourway at gmail.com. Either of those ways work. Whatever you want to do, do what Eric Grubb did. Send us a message and let us know where we need to do better chastise us i felt chastised i did I, I really thought he was gonna get a blaster and come after it. <laughs> the whole 501st i felt was gonna be waiting outside my door i was like i'll be right here with you buddy <laughs> uh-huh. uh so yeah th- there is a lot of uh ways to go ahead and get in touch with the show but the important thing is and i think if anything else this show proves it every opinion is welcomed on the magic our way podcast so get in touch with us Today. Absolutely. 
So in closing, I want to thank Andy and Amy for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have them on. I, I hope to have them on more often. Yes. Because it's, it's always such a spirited debate. I do like, I, I enjoy debates. They keep, they keep you on your toes, I tell you what. <laughs> they do, they do. And I want to thank you, and I want to thank Lee and Kevin. I, we didn't address Kevin, but clearly Kevin's out running a show right now. He's, uh, what show is he working right now? I'm not sure if it's Zelda or something that, it's the so, holiday season. He could be playing holiday music somewhere at some church. Yeah, he so playing for the Lord. Best of luck to Kevin with his performance. We hope to have Kevin back next week, and hopefully it'll be a long time before Kevin takes uh, another hiatus because, God damn, I hate this hosting gig. And thank you, sir, for hosting and then editing and then, uh, you're right, filling in the shoes, right? Well, Doing well, the bottom rate. I mean, come on. We all multitasking here. You're quite welcome. I mean, there really is no choice in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> Everybody's looking at you like, yeah, so how are you going to work that board? Okay, good. Yeah, it was more being drafted. I mean, as soon as I started hitting out, I can't hear this person. My headphones don't work. I mean, <laughs> it was one thing after another. So, uh, yeah, this is not a fun job. And only Kevin knows how these wires connect. Yes. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you for listening. I, I, I promise you we're done with Star Wars after this. I mean, if you stuck with us, then you're really big fans of Star Wars. If you didn't... We're sorry. <laughs> or if we're you did, sorry they might just like good. us. They yes. might just say, hey, whatever y'all got to say, we want to hear it so we can have an opinion about it. And hopefully we'll go back to being funny next week. The holidays will be over, less stress, and oh. we can go ahead and relax again. So anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good, but you hear Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. but you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> <Yo, man. laughs> get on, get up again. Oh, man. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh?